Well, once again, welcome to Harvest Bible Church. If you're here for the very first time, well, we're glad that you're here. And if you're watching us for the first time, we're glad that you're doing that too. Uh, if you are here in the building, if you'd like to get connected with us, if you just you know, want to find out a little bit more about us and who we are and what we are all about, there are connect cards right there in the seat pockets in front of you. You can fill those out. And uh, let us know how you heard about us, all that good stuff there. And uh, we'd love to get connected with you. It's also our prayer request card. So if you'd like to fill out any kind of prayer request, send it to us. We love to pray. We have a great prayer team. Uh, and uh, us as the staff and stuff, we pray over all those too. So uh, we just believe that God hears and we believe that God answers prayer. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. And uh, speaking of that, I just want us to continue to keep uh, Brother Self in our prayers. He's still in the hospital. And uh, for those of you that didn't know, he went into the hospital. He had, had double pneumonia. And since he's 92 years old, that's kind of serious. So uh, he's a fighter, though. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy. But anyways, I want to continue to keep them up. And then also, uh, I want you to keep Charlene and Alex Haddad uh, in your prayers because Charlene's mom just came out of the hospital and uh, uh, is actually on hospice, and she's probably going to pass away in the next two to, two to three days and uh, just from different complications, different things. And so uh, I talked to Charlene this morning, prayed with her, and so we just want to continue to, to lift, her, lift her up. And those of you who don't know who Charlene is, she's the lady that usually is the first one you meet out here. She's our greeter, and uh, she is just full of life. And so we are just uh, thanking God for his amazing grace and mercy. Amen? And then not only them, but also Miss Laura, you know, who last week missed the chair as she was sitting down here and broke her wrist in several places, had to have four pins put in, but she's doing well. And uh, uh, so we want to continue to believe God for her healing and uh, for God's grace and mercy. Amen. She's so precious. We were there visiting, praying with her in the hospital and stuff. So amen. Glory to God. God's good. Amen. Hallelujah. So, hey, if you filled out those cards, you can put those and drop those in the offering bucket as it goes by. And uh, so we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings and worship God with our giving. Amen. And the buckets will be passed all the way across and everything. And so you'll be able to redo that and just hand it down to the person next to you. Hey, listen, we love you. I'm so glad that you guys are givers. You guys believe in Harvest Bible Church. Thank you. Amen. You guys are awesome. You're just wonderful. Somebody told me one time, well, you can tell them how great they are. They're going to stop giving. I said, no, everybody likes to get in on a good thing. They like to know what they're doing. Hallelujah. We're not going under. We're going over. Amen. We're going to be blessed. We're going to continue to be blessed. And uh, God's hand is upon us. And so we have a lot of things we're going to be doing uh, this upcoming year. We believe that it's going to be a tremendous year of increase. We're going to finish this year great, and then we're going to go into the next year wonderful. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you, or if you've got your thing you, uh, online there, they put it all up there knowing what's going on. So hallelujah. Amen. I don't know if it's working or not, our giving thing and stuff like that. But anyway, those of you know, if you've got your phones and you got all that, you know how to give. And all of you online, you know how to give too. You guys are awesome. So let's pray. 
Father, we just rejoice in the privilege that we have to bring our tithes, our offerings, and to worship you with our giving. Lord, thank you for these wonderful folks who are just, they're givers, they're tithers. They, Father, they honor you. And Lord, so I ask for blessings to flow into their lives. Father, thank you for that, that you're always going to meet and supply their every need. You're just such a great God. And Lord, we rejoice in you, and we thank you, Father. Now, you said that you would cause all grace to abound toward us so that we would have all sufficiency in all things and that we could abound to every good work or we could give every time we need to. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just thank you, Father, as each person purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Cameron, come on. Now I got you. Good morning, good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? A couple of you are blessed. You are good. A couple of you did not get coffee during the break. Very clear. How are you doing this morning? I'll take that. We have a packed house this morning. Wow, praise God. A couple announcements for you guys. Um, Sunday, November the 27th, not next Sunday, but the Sunday to follow, we have Reverend Keith Hershey coming to minister to us. He's an incredible blessing every time he comes. I've probably bought every single one of his books at that table. Um, So it's a great, great resource to have. And he's going to be here with us. And uh, we're going to be incredibly blessed by that in two weeks. Uh, December 2nd, we have the Christmas dinner. That's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Um, Tickets are going on sale this Wednesday. So if you wanted to get them today, this upcoming Wednesday, the 16th, we will have them. And you know, funny enough, where did I find all this information? On the Church Center app, on my digital bulletin. Whoa, how crazy, I know. So, hey, if you ever are wondering what is going on and you have the Church Center app, you can find all this information on your digital bulletin. And we do have one more announcement. Um, So if you would welcome to the stage Matt Duane as he comes with another announcement. That didn't sound very welcoming, but I'll give it up for Matt Duane. There we go. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. Pastor, you want to come up? Yeah. We're freestyling right now. Uh, you are? Yes. See, I dressed up for you. I, we I, I know. I, was, I got scared when you came in a coat. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was that service you gave us. Oh, no. We have some special guests that are going to acknowledge you today. Oh, we, we okay. Yeah. And I want to make the FPU announcement. No, just oh, kidding. that's no. good. You can't. You're going to no, do that so one? They're, oh. uh, they're in the parking lot. They're on their way, right, Greg? I'm putting this on, Greg. Good morning. So, Pastor, if you don't know, has been a, an amazing chaplain uh, for many, many, many years. And uh, the current chaplain and uh, the... Deputy Chief for Stockton Fire coming oh, in wow. to you <laughs> and to talk about his amazing service and all the things that he's done. Oh. And the importance of chaplaincy and first responders is huge. Pastor Mark made strides, major strides in this community and this county. He opened doors that would have never been opened. So with that, right, you can feel that or can see that I'm doing filler right now. Yeah, I know. Do you have, um, <laughs> do you awesome. have one story you'd want to tell, most memorable, of all the years of service? How many years of service? Uh, well, 2008 until last year, so 13, 14 years. 14 so. years, yeah. right? Do you have one specific? 
Am I allowed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, with the, with, you know, not all the people, no, okay. right? some confidentiality, <laughs> but would you want to, uh, would you want um, to share something? You know, I mean, I, I got this one. I got one here. It's all good. Uh, anyways, well, there's a lot of stories, a lot of, you know, impact that was there because, as you all know, first responders are first on scene. And uh, being first on scene, they get to see a lot of different things that you and I would never see. And probably the biggest story was so amazing that uh, when the fire truck got hit by another SUV, uh, the fire truck was responding to a uh, call and an SUV coming up the on-ramp off of a four um, ran into engine 12 and laid it over on its side. Uh, which knocked out all the guys. But when they came to, they kicked out the front window and actually went and started helping the people in the car that had just hit them. And were doing everything. And the amazing thing about it, they were the ones that needed and really doing their job so amazing. Uh, and what an honor, uh, you know, to these guys doing what they did and realizing uh, how amazing they were. And, of course, eventually they all had to go to the, to the hospital too and taking care of them. But it was such an amazing, amazing thing to see how they did their job. So that was probably the most amazing thing to see. They just did it just out of, that's, that's their job. And uh, so that's probably the, the biggest story. So thank you, guys. I'd like to introduce uh, Deputy Chief Brandon Doolin for Stockton Fire uh, and Chaplain Bob Morgan. They're going to speak over <laughs> for how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys surprised. Yeah, I am, to- I am totally, totally, totally surprised. So we, we wanted to, uh, to recognize you uh, for the service that you provided uh, for the, what, 14-plus years yeah. during that time. Um, Mark was uh, – Mark is – you guys know Mark better than I do. But uh, Mark was um, – a, a nice transition. We had Bob Mitchell, who was uh, a guy that basically started the same time I did, around 1997. And Bob Mitchell um, really kind of got a hold of me um, and kind of talked to me about Christianity and, and showed me Amen. Yes. Uh, kind of a different mindset. <laughs> uh, I always envi- envisioned uh, pastors as big evangelical, preaching all the time and and. Bob Mitchell was not that, and it kind of got me into it. And Mark, very similar style, and I think it, it resonates with a, a lot of firefighters on the job. Um, that's one of their – it always makes them feel a little icky if somebody's going to come preach to them. Um, <laughs> but Mark is a calm presence uh, and a strong presence, has been in the past, um, with, within the fire department. And people have come to realize, even uh, during Max's uh, – Passing yes. that Mark was there in the background, um, along with the other chaplains. Yeah, amen. Um, and guys recognized it, um, and some of them felt comfortable to talk to him. Um, and he's missed because of that. <laughs> Thank um, you. There's a, there's guys that recognize um, your calm presence there um, during our latest trial. Yeah, for um, sure. And that is why the chaplaincy is so important to us is to have that that pillar, one of those options for people to talk to. Uh, a good pillar and a pathway and a light. And so 
We wanted to recognize the light that you provided us for the last X amount of years, 14, 15 years, um, uh, with this plaque recognizing everything. Wow. You did. The chaplain um, helmet shield is, is was is yours. It was yours <laughs> on your helmet. So, oh wow! Thank you. Yeah, that is um, that's his mark. And, uh, yeah. So we're giving him the axe. <laughs> Good morning, church. Uh, thanks, Bob. Um, I'm Chaplain Bob Morgan. Uh, I've had the honor of serving with Mark for uh, a little over nine years uh, as a chaplain alongside him. Um, it was an honor. Uh, it was a privilege. Uh, he lifted me up many times in prayer. We, we did a lot of praying together. Uh, Amen. One of the things that, if you'll notice this picture... Uh, the only time that, since I've been on the department almost 10 years, that all three of us chaplains were on a scene at the same time. This was a fire that was uh, downtown. Yeah. And when I took this picture, it was of uh, Chaplain Bob Mitchell and Chaplain Mark Butler. And they're praying at the scene. And I thought, this is an iconic picture. Um, this is, you know, you ask, what do chaplains do? Um, some people say the least you can do is pray f for me. That's the most that we can do. Um, and I, I just, uh, I want to share that um, I was, I was rode, in a, rode in a few engines the first time out, and we would go to calls, and after the calls, we would all get back in the engine. And I would hear the captain get on uh, the radio, and he would tell dispatch, Engine 5, AOR. And I heard that a few times, and then I finally asked the captain, what does AOR mean? And that means available on request. So when we were done with one fire, with one medical call, mm -hmm. we were then available on request. Yeah. And that's the way Mark has served. He's been available on request. Every time that there was a call out, uh, as he mentioned as we walked in, uh, about engine 12 getting hit, um, debriefings, um, hospital visits, uh, you know, weddings, funerals, uh, he's been available on request. Um, Paul, in, in Ephesians 4, uh, he said, he, to the Ephesians, he said, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you've been called to. And, and, and he's been called to this. He was called to this calling for a long time. And um, I, I have a lot of respect for your pastor and my friend, Mark Butler. So with that, I'd like to uh, say a prayer, All if right. you would bow. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, for Chaplain Mark, all the years of service that he, that, uh, and all that he's meant to the Stockton Fire Department. Lord, uh, uh, so many guys' lives were touched. He was Jesus to so many people in a secular world that we serve. And I just thank you for his presence there the entire time. Lord, I just ask that you continue to bless his life. 
bless his wife, bless his family, and, uh, and especially this church, that it would thrive. Lord, uh, we love you, and we just thank you so much for, for Pastor Mark, for Chaplain Mark. Amen. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chief, so much, man. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Don't even have my Bible. What are you doing? Oh, you put that up. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I guess. That's supposed to dismiss the junior high and high school and all them. That'll give it a good distraction. Junior high and high school. Go. Go, go, go. Uh, uh, wow. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank you, thank you all. You know, it was very special to be able to serve the Stockton Fire Department. It was a very tough decision, very, very tough decision to to resign and do things, but I knew that we had a lot of things going on at Harvest Bible Church and that some things were changing. And of course now, you know, Chaplain uh, Bob Morgan took my place and is doing a tremendous job and a blessing there. And of course he's also, he's also the chaplain for Lodi too. So he's actually got his, uh, he's got his hands full immensely uh, in things. So, uh, but he, you know, it was uh, just a privilege. And so thank you, Bob. This... Uh, I was not ready for this. You can tell, yeah, you can tell. I usually don't get surprised very often. I really don't. I usually find things out way ahead of time. Ask the Holy Ghost. He tells me all kinds of things. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's special to be able to touch lives. And, and that's our heart. That's my heart. My heart's always been that. I'll always be able to do that and, uh, you know, to be a blessing, you know, and I appreciate uh, the time that we got to do that and I appreciate what God is doing. So, uh, all right, you guys ready to pray? We've got to do some things here. Amen. Uh, I've totally lost all my train of thought, all my, everything I'm doing. And so uh, uh, let's pray. Father, we just, we just thank you. I just thank you, Lord. You are so amazing. You're so wonderful. And uh, uh, I do thank you for your grace and your mercy and for the time that I did be able to serve as a chaplain for the Stockton Fire Department. Father, just, just amazing. And Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, all of these folks that are here that were able to, to see this celebration that was very special, very, very special. And Lord, now I just trust the Holy Spirit to bring truth to those that are here. We just change gears now. And Lord, it's not about me. It's all about you. 
And uh, I love you and I praise you and I thank you and I just trust the Holy Spirit to form fit this message as what he wants to see, what he wants to say, what he wants to do in this service. Thank you for it now. And I just thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you brought your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12. And, uh, you know, it, after the election this past Tuesday, on, on Wednesday, I was just praying, just kind of praying, because things didn't probably go the way you thought they should or didn't go the way I thought they was going to go in a lot of ways. And, and all of us have questions. But one thing that just kind of stirred up on the inside of me, and it's just a phrase that just kind of came up and it came up and it came up, and I thought, okay, Lord, I know uh, that you're just endeavoring to get this to me. And it, and it was just this phrase, the church is still triumphant. We are still the triumphant church. We're still the triumphant church. We still win. And we have one. When you read the back of the book, God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. And I think this is the time. You know, when things don't go the way that you think they should or they're not turning out in the, in the plan that you had, uh, but they're turning out in God's plan because we have to trust him. You know, uh, uh, praise God, Romans chapter 8, just backing up a little bit, stay in Romans 12, but in Romans 8, uh, you know, in verse 28, it says, all things work together for the good to those that love God, amen, and who are called according to his purpose, amen? Well, if you love God, then all of your life is going to work out for the good, Amen. We believe that. We know that we may not understand all things. We may uh, uh, try, to, try to figure them out in our own mind, but we can't do that. And, you know, one of the biggest problems that we have that causes all the problems is our mind. You know, most of the, most one of the biggest problems is how we think and how our thought process takes us to places. And, of course, we want to know why. You know, the why and the when just messes everybody up. You know, we're always asking God, well, when is he going to do this? And we're always going, well, why did this happen? Or why isn't this thing? And that always messes us all up. I found out, that don't, touch the new, don't touch the why, don't touch the when, just touch the present and touch the God, we just trust you. And you've got it in control and you're going to do this, you know. And uh, most of our problems come when we don't understand why or what is going on. And isn't that wonderful that when you don't understand and when you don't know anything, that's when you get to walk by faith. And how do you know that you can't please God unless you walk by faith? Amen? And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4, I think around verse 23, it says that you got to guard your heart. And I know it's talking about in our spirit, we got to guard our, but we also got to guard our mind. Amen? We got to guard what we're thinking on. We got to guard what we're hearing. Amen. Here in Romans chapter 12, we know verse 2, we know this verse very, very much. But I'm going to back up, read verse 1 and 2 out of the King James, and then I'm just going to read verse 2 uh, out of the, the NLT. But he said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The Amplified says, and your spiritual worship. Then he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, amen, uh, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, the New Living Translation on verse two says this. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. Aren't you glad that the line's been drawn bigger now? 
between light and darkness. Hallelujah. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, it's amazing what God does because God transforms us progressively, which we we learn more, we grow more. We're all growing, amen? And we all get to learn more. We all get to be transformed, as the Bible says there. But he wants to change the way we think about things. I'm thoroughly convinced sometimes we we think uh, good about some things, but we're thinking bad about other things. And many times we have the wrong thought processes of who we are as being the church. Amen? When I say triumphant church, you know, we kind of get excited a little bit about that. But you know that the word triumph means you're going to have some battles. You got somebody again. You can't have a war and you can't have a triumph if you don't have somebody against you. Amen? And, and many times we have, a, we have this tendency to think, you know, and this is a question that I've, I've had many years. People have asked me over the years and they still ask, well, if I'm saved, if I'm really truly saved, why do I have such trouble with my mind? And how come my flesh always gives me a hard time? That's why Paul prayed in First Thessalonians. He says, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. See, when you get born again, what, get, what part of you gets born again is your spirit on the inside. Woo, we get this relationship. We get all excited. And we know that we've been changed. We've been out of the, got kicked out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God's light. Amen? That's why it always amazes me, you know, when you have people that you see online that want to get online and say, hey, well, I once believed in this, but now I don't. I want to tell you why. The key is they never believed in this because you can never get born again, truly get born again. Hallelujah. And then turn around and denounce that. Now, I know, I know you can backslide. I know you can fall away from God and I know you can do that, but it takes a lot to do that. You've got to slide farther enough forward before you can backslide. We've got a lot of folks who just, they agree with it. They want to say it's cool. It's like, it's a good thing. You know, we have a, a lot of thought processes of the, they're, they're this, they believe this. And we see that in the body. Didn't we see that in the body of Christ? In the divisions that we have? About people that are over on this side? Didn't we see that? And I mean, you can just, you can just get on and see, wow, that person is professing to be a Christian. And the Bible clearly says that's not true. Amen. Now y'all okay. Praise God. We're going to be good. I'm not going to get off on crazy things, but I am going to get on in your thought processes is that to keep you sane and to keep you thinking right. Amen. We have to think right. And if we don't, if we don't do this, guess what? If we don't stay on fire, if we don't stay hungry for God, if we don't stay preaching truth, guess how bad this world's going to get. It's going to go down a lot, lot faster. Hallelujah. Amen? Go to Psalms 19, if you would, with me. Go to Psalms 19. Hallelujah. Amen. I could just read it, but I, want, I just want you to get it. They can put it up, up here if they want. Psalms 19, verse 14. Hallelujah. 
And we know Psalms 19 is really cool. There was a song that was made in the 70s about this. And it was, you know, for those of us who are older, we know how to sing this whole verse. But uh, verse 14 says this. In the King James, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen? I like the New Living Translation says this. It says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Listen, reason I share this with you is because the words of your mouth are going to locate where you're at. Amen? You know, God gave us this incredible mind. And I'm not talking about your brain. I'm talking about your mind. The Bible says we, can have, we have the mind of Christ in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. There it says, but we have been given the mind of Christ in order to use it. But just because we've been born again, just because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, doesn't mean we're using all that he's given unto us. Amen? Man, when I got saved, and I got saved as a child, though, but I got saved, I was all excited. I was, I was a loose cannon, you know? And, uh, but then there were, it didn't take long, as I always share, it didn't take long for the church to kind of put the light out to get you to calm down. Amen? And so, you know, uh, I got saved at nine, so was all excited till I was 12, you know, then turned 13, and then I knew I knew everything, and then we got teenage years in there, and that kind of thing, and I was a good teenager. I sinned every day, so it was interesting. <laughs> Went to church and repented all the time, and, uh, but when I was 18, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and it changed everything in my life, because I realized some things, and I got on a rocket ship, got off the roller coaster, and I've been on that rocket ship ever since, allowing God to be God in my life, but I began to change how I looked at myself. Amen? I begin to change. Do you know, how many of you know that we, we become who we are hang around or we become part of our environments, a part of this, you know, and we can get this thought process about, well, I didn't come from this or I didn't do this or this didn't happen. And what, we can, everybody can give excuses. You know, all of us have been hit with something. All of us can look back over our life and go, man, look at this, look at this, but you didn't have that happen. You didn't have that. All of us have had something. But aren't you glad, hallelujah, that no matter what you've gone through, Jesus was there with you. And no matter what you're going through, he's still going to be there with you. And no matter what's going on, Jesus is still Lord, hallelujah, and God is still God, and the word of God is still the word of God, amen? So the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart or what we think on is so vitally important. You know? Paul told us some things that we're supposed to think on. In fact, he gave us eight things that you're supposed to think about in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. He told us think on And so that'll, that actually hangs on to your, your, you know, your thought life and it'll help you to walk free from all the junk that's going on. All the stuff that's around you. And it's not that you're sticking your head in the sand. No, you're sticking your head in the Bible. You're beginning to see that this is truth and I'm going to let truth change me. Amen? You got to do that. You know, we have a choice on who we're going to believe. You have a choice on what you're going to believe. And if you choose to believe the word of God, it changes everything. You know, I had a guy come in because his wife and his, his daughter got born again and came to our church, and he was really upset about that because he wasn't saved. And, and he, you know, he was supposedly smart because he had studied all these guys, and he wanted to come in and tell me about all these different 
you know, scientists, different scientists, anyone to talk. The first thing he said to me, though, and I realized that I'm not dealing with somebody that's all of their, you know, their elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. But because uh, he said, he told me how old he was in dog years. That'll set you free right there. You think, okay, this is going to be an interesting counseling appointment right now. Okay. And he started to go off with all these things. And, all these, and I, I listened for a little while. Then I finally said, listen, I said, here's the key. You chose to brainwash you. Or you chose to wash your brain. Because that's what he kept saying. You're brainwashing them. You've brainwashed them. You've brainwashed my wife. You've brainwashed my... I said, listen, I didn't do anything except give them the word. Here's the thing. You wanted to be brainwashed with all of these scientific things. And that's the way you are. I want to be brainwashed with the word of God. I want to exchange and get everything. I want to be, you know, uh, with what the word of God says. Says, and so I've decided to, to let this be my guide, and I'm happy and joyful, and you're miserable. I mean, you are. I mean, he was because I, I thought he was going to have a heart attack in the office. He was just so, because he got so excited. I said, calm down, calm, it's going to be good, you know. And, 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 and you, you see these things, you know, I wasn't really able to con- convince him totally. I'm believing that he did get saved, but he was, he was calmed down. Thank God his wife and his daughter still loving God and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, serving the Lord Jesus today. But uh, you see these, and, and you have a choice. It's like this. You ever have somebody come up to you and tell you, you're just deceived? I say, yeah, but I've been deceived in the right way. <sighs> I just turn everything around. Because people come say, I mean, you're a Christian, you're one of those. And I say, and you're not? I can't believe that. You're going through life all by yourself? Man, I'm so glad I'm not going through life by myself. Because when you know the truth, you don't get rattled. If you know what you're talking about, then when you ask questions, you already know the answers to them. Amen? See, the word of God tells us that you know we can't stop thoughts from coming. But we can't stop entertaining those thoughts. Amen? And just because thoughts come, if you don't act on them by meditating or saying, guess what? They die unborn. They don't have any effect on you. And the power of that thought, it gets its power from how much attention you give it. <laughs> and you got to say, okay, how much, how much power am I going to give this? How much am I going to do this? Huh? Hallelujah. Amen? See, when you don't, when you, how many of you know, thank God you don't say everything you think. If you do, we're going to pray for you. You don't have any friends if you do that. Okay. You, you got no filters. How many of you been around somebody that got no filters? You know, it can be, it can be interesting, boy. You know, they can, you're just like, oh my, 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 no filters here. We, we need to pray. We need to pray because God created us in such an incredible way so that that's why he told us we had to renew our mind because our mind is so powerful. And it's so that's why the Bible says that I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body. And our soul is part of us. That's our mind, our will, and our emotions. And in that, you know, we do think your, 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 your brain, or your brain, but your mind has the capability of remembering. One of the, one of the, you know, and if you use it in the right way, it's a blessing. But if you use it in the wrong way, it will defeat you every single time. 
See, it's just like I said, I want to go back. I'm sharing all this because I go back to the triumphant church. When I say we're a triumphant church and that we win and that we can walk in the victory that God has for our lives, doesn't mean we're not going to have battles. We're going to have a lot of battles. You know, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up against that. We've just got to stand our ground and we've got to trust him. And we're going to see miracle signs and wonders because we trust him. Amen. I believe that with all of my heart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because like I said, you know, Proverbs says we've got to keep our heart and we've got to guard our heart. Why? Because out of it are the issues or the forces of life. Amen? Amen. And that's why here in Romans, when he said that, he said we need to, you know, renew our minds. And the reason we need to do that is so that we begin to think in line with the way God thinks. Amen? And many times we want to fill our minds with all the junk of the world and we want God to bless us. And that's hard. Because, you know, I wrote this down, uh, five things about the mind. And the reason I want to share this with you is because you need to know that's where your battleground is. The Bible says we need to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. How do we do that? How do you bring every thought into the obedience of Christ? Well, you bring every thought in line with the word of God. You line it up. Is, is that, you know, in fact, go over to Philippians chapter four. Let's just run over there. It's good. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. You guys know this, but I want to put you in, your, in remembrance of it because sometimes when things don't go the way it needed to go, then we get like, wow, where are we going to go from here? You know where we're going to go from here? We're going to go and bring back the king. And we're going to be the church triumphant. And we are going to allow God to be God. And we are going to change lives. And we're going to preach the gospel. We're going to get as many people born again as we can. Just got to reach one more. Amen. We got to touch one more. We got to be, be the blessing God's called us to be. Amen. We're going to get up. We're going to go. We're going to allow God to be God in our lives. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 says this. It says, finally, my brethren, or finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true... Whatsoever things are honest, and whatsoever things are just, and whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be anything, or or, excuse me, if there be any praise, think on these things. Wow. You know, if you did every thought, is this a true thought? Amen? You know, is it a true thought? Is it an honest thought? You know, is it a just, is it, you know, justice, you know, is it pure? Is it lovely? I mean, is it a good report? Is there any life in it, virtue in life? And if there's any praise in it, who's it going to praise? That's how I'm supposed to think on. The Lord gave me a little saying about that. He said, you know, this, you know, if it doesn't bring life to you and praise unto God, it's not fit for your thought life. Amen. If what you're thinking on is not bringing life to you and praise unto God, it's not fit for your thought life. And you have to guard what you're, what you're hearing and you've got to guard what you're thinking. Amen? Because your mind will do so many things. Did you know that? It, it will. It, it will. I mean, it's, it's amazing what all it will do. It will. I mean, how do you know that your mind has an imagination? I mean, come on, we had the, lot, the lottery here of $2 billion, and I know that tempted all of you. 
And the key is, is that, and uh, I had somebody text me uh, traveling minutes and say, hey, listen, if, if one of your church members gets that, not that I'm promoting them, but just remember your friend over here. I said, well, if, if they get it and they remember me, I'll remember you. <laughs> but obviously none of you did because you didn't remember me or you didn't do it. So it's all good. No, uh, but why Paul declares and gives us eight things that we need to look at and do. And, and you know, when you actually realize that, hey, what I think on is so vitally important for the success of my life and also for the joy of my life. Because some of you know worry is just you're just looking at a future that you think is not going to work. Amen. We talk about that. Remember, I shared this little statement. I think most Christians are way overloaded. We make things way too hard and we're doing too many things. And the funny thing, when you say that, the first thing everybody says, well, I got to stop teaching kids. I got to stop helping at church. I got to stop doing anything good because I'm not going to stop all the things I like to do. Hallelujah. Moving right along here. Uh, actually, go over to Colossians. Go to Colossians chapter three. Whew, that one went over really good. That was awesome. Colossians. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm skipping over a few things here. Oh, just because uh, don't hold me responsible for this sermon, okay? Amen. No, it's, it's so cool. How many you know that your mind, your life is your responsibility? We are living in a society that nobody wants to take responsibility. Amen. It's everybody else's fault. No, your life, you made it, you created it, it's yours. You got to own it and you got to take responsibility if you want to change it. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, we all know that our feelings are a direct result of what we're thinking on. Because feelings is the voice of your emotions. It's what your mind is truly on. You may say something different, but we can tell by the emotion in which you remember that, ooh, there's a different feeling going on there. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like what, uh, uh, you know, here when it says, it says, set your mind. Hallelujah. When we said here where it says, set your affection on things above, the new King James says, set your mind. How do we do that? Thinking about the things that God thinks. Somebody once told me, I said, well, if I do that, I wouldn't be able to do my job. I said, no, your job brings life to you. So you got to do it. But you need to ask the Holy Spirit how to help you do your job better. Let God show that by you what you do and how great it is that people want to see they can see Jesus in you and people want to come and ask the reason of the hope that's within you. They want to be around you because they know you're going to do extra and you're going to do more. You're always going to show up you know, beforehand and be there and be able to, to handle everything. Amen? You're going to be that because you're going to show by your example, by your lifestyle, how your, your work ethic is so amazing because you love God. Thank you for your overwhelming response on that. That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, you know, now, now let's jump down, if you would, to verse 8. Because these are the things that God, you know, through the Apostle Paul told us that these are things that we're supposed to put off and then we're also supposed to put on some things. 
Because I want you to get to thinking, number one, to be in the triumphant church, we've got to put off the ways of the world. Amen? I used to really ask the Lord, I said, Lord, how come when we got saved that we, all of our emotions changed? Why couldn't they change? Why did we all, when we got born again, why didn't our temper just go away? Now, maybe yours did. Maybe you just became perfect. But see, in me, mine, mine didn't go away. I had to work on it. Amen? I had to do what uh, Paul says here to the church at Colossae in verse 8. And I'm going to read this to you out of the, the New Living Translation. He says, but now is the time to get rid of anger and rage and malice behavior, slander and dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds and put on your new nature and you're to be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. And since God chose you, amen, to be the holy people he loves, then you got to clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowances. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Make allowances for each other's faults. Woo, that's a hard one. And then forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Then he said this, always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And the reason I'm going to tie all this together, too, is that we come together, you know, Thanksgiving is coming. November is always about thankfulness. It's always about honor, being so thankful for families, being so thankful for God's provision, being so thankful. But, you know, we have to have be, should be thankful all year long. We should be thinking God's thoughts all year long. We should be allowing what God's doing in our lives and let it emanate out of us. When people ask, how can you be joyful? How can you be so strong? How can you be so confident? It's because we have trust in Jesus. It's because we know the end of the story. Hallelujah. We're looking for the king. We know that this world's not our own. Amen. We know that's why we're not worrying about anything. But instead, we're praying about everything. Amen? We're doing what the Bible says to do. We're allowing God to be God in our lives. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. We've got a right thought process. See, right thinking always brings the peace of God. That's how you know if you're thinking right. That's how you know if your thoughts are any good. If it doesn't bring peace and joy, it's wrong. Amen. Amen. I know anytime you got to deal with yourself, it's not a fun sermon. I know that. Hallelujah. Amen. But God's desire, God's desire, hallelujah, glory to God, is that we do what God says to do here. Amen. 
that we think in line with the word of God. And we've got to guard these thoughts because you can have thoughts that are going to come to you through all kinds of things. Your thoughts come by uh, who you're associated with. They come by what you're seeing and what you're hearing. Amen? So we see this. So we've got to guard what we hear. We've got to guard who we hang around. And we've got to guard also what we see. Amen? That we just don't allow. And then we're going to see all the ugly. We just don't let the ugly come into us. Amen? Like the Apostle Paul did this. Do you know that the Apostle Paul never called himself, you know, a prisoner of Rome? And yet he was a prisoner of Rome for th- more than three years at different times. But not one time did he ever write in his letter that he said, I'm a prisoner of Rome. He always said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. <laughs> I'm a prisoner of the Lord. I'm letting God do what God needs to do in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. So you've got to start thinking a little different about yourselves. God's called you. Listen, we are, you know, the 11th hour workers. We are the body of Christ that needs to show forth the praises of God because he's called us out of darkness. Amen? Amen. That's in, that's in 1 Peter there. 1 Peter, I think, chapter you know, 2 there, verse 9 says, you know, he has called us out of darkness. And into his marvelous light, that we should show forth the praises of him. Amen? That we should show forth the praises and the thanksgiving and the honor of like how great is our God. Amen? No matter what the consequences are around here, it's how great is our God in us. Remember? I said it's not about what you do for God. It's what God is doing in you and through you that's going to cause revival to take place in your lives. What's going to cause growth to come in your lives. We can do all kinds, of, and, and yet God wants us to do, because it, to do things, but that's not how we getting brownie points with God. You know, we're not trying to, no, what God wants to do, it's more important what he does in you and then what he does through you. And the wonderful thing is, when God's big in you, you can't help but do things. You can't help but love people. Because God wants to, not only, because the blessing of God is so great, you want to bless others. Hallelujah. You're just not satisfied with your needs met. You want to help others get their needs met. You're not satisfied with God sharing with you all this great. You got to go tell somebody how great it is. You can't help it. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Guys, you're awesome. I love it. It's wonderful. Amen? <laughs> All right, let's close on this. Go over to Philippians chapter 4 again. Let's look at verse 6 and 7 before verse 8 there. Hallelujah. And let me uh, read it to you <clears throat> out of the New Living Translation. I want to do that just because it will bless you there. Amen. In the King James, it simply says... Be careful for nothing. We don't really talk like that anymore, which simply means don't worry about anything. Amen? But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I love this. I love the word of God. In the New Living, it says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Then he tells you how to think. Amen. Thank God that God's given us to us. That when we set our mind on him, set our mind on things above, great things begin to take place. 
I know I give you a lot of scriptures, we have a lot of things, but it's the word of God that's going to hold you steady. It's the word of God that's going to cleanse you. It's the word of God that's going to fill you. It's the word of God that's going to cause you to rise up and say, hey, you know, God said this through the apostle Paul. God said this. The word of God says this. So when somebody comes in and say, well, you said this. Ah, Jesus and Paul said it first. Praise God. I'm just, I'm just quoting them. Amen. I'm just quoting them. Hallelujah. God's grace, God's mercy, hallelujah, is in it. Because we've got to. Listen, we are not defeated. We, no, no way. Jesus bore our victory. He did our victory on Calvary. Amen. He, he, when he was raised from the dead, he defeated the devil. Amen. So the greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. Amen. We are not defeated. We are not downtrodden. We are not discouraged. I'm not, and so I'm going to lead you. I'm not. I am not discouraged. I'm excited because the pressure is going to be on. Hallelujah. Persecution is going to come. Hallelujah. I'm excited. It is because that means revival comes. That means we get to stand our ground. That means we get to say the truth. Do you believe what you believe? Amen. Do you believe it? Is the word of God true or not? Is God said he's going to meet all of our needs? God said, hallelujah, that he's going to do that. No, what, no matter what, God's going to do things. He's going to cause increase to come. He's going to take care of his church. You do realize Jesus is the one that said, you know, that I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Now, what we've thought about is Satan coming against us. You got to realize the gates is where they're. We're going to tear those gates down. Those gates can't stop us. All the hell and all the earth and everything is going. Can't stop the church. Amen. It can't stop us from finishing our course and doing what God called us to do. Amen. And all we're to do is to share the love of Jesus, to share the life of Jesus, to just tell people our testimonies. We don't have to know. Thank God we're learning and we're growing. School of the Bible, you're learning all these things, you know, uh, apologetic and learning all this information. And it's awesome and wonderful. And you need to know all that. But when you know the truth, hallelujah, we don't care if somebody's arguing with, they want to get you into your head. We're not trying to get in our head. We're going to stay in our heart. <laughs> hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. And thank God. Because the whole thing about it right now is it's just basis that this is true. And you can take this to the bank. You can hold on to this and God will bring it to pass. So I can honestly say, don't worry. Don't worry. The devil's not going to take everything over. They're going to get ugly. They're going to get uglier, but we're going to get brighter and we're going to get brighter. It just depends on which land you're living in. If you're living in Egypt or you're living in the land of Goshen, okay, there's a whole different story. If you're living in the land of promise, hallelujah, God's going to see to it that you're blessed. Amen. God's going to see to it that good things begin to take place. Yes, you're going to have to till the ground. Yes, you're going to have to do things. Yes, you're going to have to believe God. Hallelujah. You're going to have to exercise your faith. Yes, you're going to have to take authority over the devil. You got to tell him, take his hands off of things. Say, nope, you can't trespass here. You can't come here. This is mine. This is God's. You're going to have to stand your ground. Yes. And we're going to teach you. Because why? Because we are the triumphant church. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and love you and thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, I just know you dropped this into my spirit and you just, you won't let me go. And you continue to, we have to change our thinking. We have to change our thoughts. Hallelujah. Because we are making a difference. 
We are making a difference. Sometimes it seems because we're just here, but Father, here it is. Just because of our very presence here on the earth, that's what's sanctifying this earth. That's what's preserving it right now. Father, we know that our very existence, the the enemy just, he hates us. He doesn't, just like he hates the children of Israel. Just like all of this, it's like there's just this great hatred, this great thing that's causing great problems. But we know, Father, just by our very existence, the enemy, he wants to do all that he can to stop the church, but he can't. He can't. He's tried for over 2,000 years to stop the church and the church has only gotten brighter and brighter and bigger and stronger and it continues to grow. It continues to go around the world. God's continuing to touch people. He's continuing to raise people up. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Father, our hearts cry right now in this church for each and every person is our hearts cry is to reach one more to tell one more about the love of God, to tell one more about how great Jesus is and if they believe in their heart and they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, they can be saved. They can have a personal relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. That's our heart. That's our heart's cry. And Lord, if there is anybody here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you or somebody that's watching that just comes across and sees this message, Father, that it brings hope to them. But if you're here this morning in this building and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus, we're not asking you about joining the church. We're asking about, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If you were to die today, would you make heaven and miss hell? The question you have to ask yourself, if you were to die and you were up in heaven and they ask you a question, they said, why should we let you in? What would you tell them? Would you tell them because I'm a good person? Because I didn't kill anybody or I didn't. Would you give them all of these things and try to give them all the answers? Do you know there's only one answer? It's because I made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I accepted him and I accepted his blood and his sacrifice for me. I believed in my heart and I confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I'm standing on the blood. Hallelujah. That's why I get to get in. Hallelujah. Because he's the only way. There's only one way. And that's why you have to ask yourself, have I ever done that? Have I ever really truly believed in my heart and confessed with my mouth, I've said with my mouth, Jesus, I want you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I take you. Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior because I believe in you and I receive you right now. Hallelujah. And that seems so simple, but yet glory to God, so wonderful. All of us that are born again, we all had to do that. And when we did, it changed our life forever. Hallelujah. So if you say, well, pastor, would you pray with me? Yeah, sure. Just raise your hand real high. I'll pray with you. Like I said, we're not joining the church. We're joining the family of God. Hallelujah. The family of God. And it's a life or death situation. It always is. This is not, you know, to me, it's the most serious time of the whole service is making sure. And all of us making sure. Hallelujah. Know that we know. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you and praise you. So I pray for the body of Christ because that's who's here and that's, I believe, who's watching. 
Father, let us be lights in this dark world. Let us be an answer to somebody's prayer, hallelujah, about in sharing the love of Jesus with everybody we come in contact. Not just those that don't know Jesus, but those that have been hurt, those that have fallen away, those that need to be helped, those that need to be brought back to God. Hallelujah. Lord, how, we just thank you that we ask that you send laborers into your harvest, and we declare we'll be laborers sent into your harvest. Lord, we honor you for it now. We thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' wonderful name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you know, I love you. God loves you. Let's all stand up. We have our prayer team that'll be here. If you need prayer for anything, they're up here. They stand. They're great folks. They'll pray with you. You'll be blessed. Hallelujah. And the rest of you, God bless you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Amen.